Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Lahul Hamdul Hasan Wathanaul Jamil Wa Shadu Alla Ilaha Illallahu Wahdahu La Sharika Lah Yaqulul Haqqa Wa Huwa Yahdi Sabeel Wa Shadu Anna Sayyidina Wa Nabiyyina Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Attabi'ina Lahum Bihsanin Ila Yawmid Deen Amma Ba'd InshaAllah Ta'ala in our insertion class today, we're going to be taking Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah ta'ala and then we'll take Al-Imam Al-Nasai and then Ibn Majah and those are the three classes left for us inshallah ta'ala. Tirmidhi, which is today. Next lesson we'll take Al-Imam Al-Nasai and the lesson after inshallah ta'ala which will, be, which will be the last, we will take Al-Imam Ibn Majah rahimahullah ta'ala And the way that we speak about this Is as you all know We talk about the author And we also talk about The book That the author wrote Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi So we can finish it quickly inshallah ta'ala The way that I plan to go through it is as follows Point number one I want to speak about the author Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi Who is he? And you all know when we speak about the author, we speak about him in two ways. Who can remind me of the, how the two ways are? So it's Hayatuhu Al Ilmiyah and Hayatuhu Al Shakhsiyah, right? So we'll speak about his personal life. Like, who was Al Imam Tirmidhi as a person? As an individual, his family. This is Hayatu Shaksiya, his personal life. We'll also speak about Hayatu Al Ilmiyah, his academic achievements. His what? His academic achievements. These are the two ways that we'll be speaking about the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. The second thing that we will do in this class, inshallah ta'ala, is the book that he wrote, um, that he published. What name does it have? What is it called? So the name of the book, Ismul Kitab. The name of the... And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to mention five names that are given to his kitab. When we come to it, inshallah ta'ala, we'll see... The name of And five names that are given to his kitab And which scholar gave it which And why Number three We'll speak about Rutbah The level of Jabi'u Tirmidhi Bain al-Kutub al-Sitta The six books Where does Al-Imam Tirmidhi's book fall Is it before Bukhari Is it after Bukhari Is it before Muslim Is it after Muslim is it before Abi Dawood? Is it after Abi Dawood? Where does it fall in the six books? And we all know the six books now, sah? We'll speak about that, inshallah, today's class, inshallah. Number four, we're going to speak about manhaj, the methodology of who? Abi Isa at Tirmidhi. Fi jami'ihi, in his book, in his jami' in the book that he authored, what's his methodology? What methodology did he follow? We will also speak 
about that. Shartihi fi kitabihi. What was his condition? That he conditioned. Imam al-Bukhari we said he conditioned what? Authenticity. Did Tirmidhi also condition authenticity? Or did he not? And if not, meaning if he didn't condition authenticity, then what is it that he conditioned? Are we all together? And last but not least, Inayatul Ulama, the importance that the scholars gave to what? This book, what importance did the scholars give it? How important was this Kitab Sunan Tirmidhi Tirmidhi? The importance that the scholars gave this book. These six points, inshallah ta'ala, we will take before we go into the next class today. Let's start with the first one, which is the Mu'allif. The author of this book, Imam Al-Tirmidhi. Imam Al-Tirmidhi's name is, Imam Al-Tirmidhi, his name is Muhammad Ibn Isa. Muhammad Ibn Isa Ibn Sawrah. Ibn Sawrah. So his name is Muhammad. Ibn Isa Ibn Sawrah Muhammad Ibn Isa Ibn Sawrah Ibn Musa Ibn Musa Ibn Dhahak As-Sulamiyu Al-Tirmidhi Ibn Dhahak As-Sulamiyu As-Sulami At-Tirmidhi When was Tirmidhi born? So we know his name When was he born? He was born Approximately And If you look at scholars biography you will find a lot that they are not known when they were born. I mean, a lot of scholars were not born, known when they were born. And the reason is because when you're really born, you haven't achieved anything in life for people to give importance to your birth. But when they die, the overwhelming majority of them are known because they left something behind. Because they what? They left something behind. They became a'imma, scholars. So scholars, they, they know when they died. They know when they died. And Imam Al-Tirmidhi, approximately, roughly, he was born 210. 200 and? 210. Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi. Imam Al-Tirmidhi was blind. And Imam Al-Tirmidhi was what? Blind. Like in the scholars disputed. Was he born blind? Or did he turn blind in the later stages of his life? There's no doubt that he was blind. He was darir. He was 
Barir meaning A'ma He couldn't see But Ikhtulifa It was disputed Hal wulida A'ma Was he born blind Am asabahu dhalika Fi kibarihi Or did this happen to him When he became old Dispute And the strongest is That he became blind Later in his life This is what the majority of the Scholars said He became blind Later in his life And if you If you Research Deep into the books You actually find out Why he became blind The reason why Imam Tirmidhi became blind Was because He's traveling To seek knowledge He's what? Rihlatuhu fi talab al-hadith He's traveling to seek knowledge. He's writing of hadith. ولذلك ابن كثير look what he said. الإمام ابن كثير he said والذي يظهر that which seems apparent من حال الترمذي from the biography of الإمام الترمذي is أنه إنما طرأ عليه الأعمى that the blindness it happened to him. بعد أن رحل وسمع وكتب وذاكر وناظر وصنف. After he what? He travelled and he travelled a lot. He had a lot. He wrote a lot. He revised a lot. He debated and he authored. This was the cause of the blindness of Imam Tirmidhi. Other scholars they said the reason why he really became blind. Was kathra to bukai? He used to cry too much. Tirmidhi was one who cried what? Excessively. He cried too much. Walidalika he was an individual munqati'an ali dunya was well known to cut from the dunya. Had no desire for the dunya. Didn't like it. And he was so faced. His heart was so connected to. His heart was attached to knowledge. And ibadah. If he was seen, he was either doing dhikr or he was praying. He was busy with some act of obedience, an act of ibadah. Also, Tirmidhi was a person who was shadidul ihtiyat wa tawaqi. He was a person when somebody would talk to him, he would be quiet, he would look, he would think, and then he would respond. And this is common in the biography of the Salaf That they wouldn't just respond The reason is because they would ask themselves questions Before they answer the question Is this answer for me? Shall I say it? If I say it, is it? Because the truth of the matter is Whilst the speech is in you You control it Once it gets out, it controls you You have to, if you say something wrong, what do you have to say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. It controls your whole demeanor. It controls your reaction. وَلِذَلِكَ the poet, he said, إِحْفَظْ لِسَانَكَ أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانُ لَا يَلْدَغَنَّكَ إِنَّهُ ثُعْبَانُ كَمْ فِي الْمَقَابِرِ مِنْ قَتِيلِ لِسَانِهِ كَانَ تَهَابُ لِقَاهُ شُجْعَانُ Protect your tongue, O person, O people. Protect your tongues. How many people ended up dead or the cause of their death was a word that they spoke? Something they said. 
Ata ibn Abi Rabah, he said, I never spoke. I never said anything until I asked myself 70 questions. Then I spoke. 70 questions. And then I'll say what I wanted to say. Rahimahumullahu jami'an. May Allah honor them all. Al-Imam Tirmidhi in his ibadah, scholars would level him to Bukhari. They would what? They would equal him to Bukhari, Imam al-Bukhari, in ibadah, in righteous deeds. He was so noble. He was so righteous. He was so honorable, brothers, that Imam al-Bukhari narrated from Tirmidhi in his sahih. And he didn't do that for the rest. And that is only because Tirmidhi combined between, of course, precision in knowledge. And of course, what? Righteousness indeed. He was a righteous individual. Pious individual. وَلِذَلِكَ الْحَافِظُ عُمَرْ إِبْنُ عَلَّكْ الْمَرْوَزِي He said, who died in the year 325 Hijriah, he said, مَاتَ مُحَمَّدِ بْنُ إِسْمَاعِيلَ الْبُخَارِي Bukhari died. Al-Imamu? Bukhari died. وَلَمْ يُخَلِّفْ And Bukhari didn't leave behind anyone in Khurasan like Abi Isa Tirmidhi. He never left anyone behind in Khurasan like who? Abi Isa Tirmidhi. In what lakin? فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْوَرَعَ فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْوَرَعَ What was he? No knowledge. Also for what? Wara. You know what wara means? Wara is a person who leaves off anything that doubts. Anything that they're doubtful about, what do they do? They leave it. Forget doing haram. Forget doing haram. They stay away from things that are doubtful. They will never do it. That's a person who's upon wara. Look what he said. Uh, he said, Baka, he cried, Tirmidhi. Hatta amiya. Until he became blind from the crying. And because of that, he was blind for a long time. So his crying was what brought this to him. Al Imam at Tirmidhi, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. What about Al Imam Tirmidhi's knowledge? Al Imam Tirmidhi, we spoke about his personal life. What about his knowledge? How he was in. Knowledge and how the scholars praised his knowledge. And Imam Tirmidhi, like the scholars of his time, they never stayed in one place to seek knowledge. One of the things they were known for was in seeking knowledge, they will travel, they will cut distance. And we have to really understand, we have to really understand. The kind of traveling that these people had to do. It's not driving a car, stepping on the acceleration, and getting from one destination to another in maybe minutes. For them, it was camel for months in the desert. Some of them may not make it through the desert, they might die because of the losing their. Anything could happen to you. Your family don't hear for you, from you for a long, long time. This is their traveling. So Imam Tirmidhi, he traveled, rahimahullah ta'ala. He went to very far places. He went to 
far, far places. He went to Bukhara. And Imam Tirmidhi, he traveled to Bukhara. And Bukhara, we said, is from which country now today? Uzbekistan, right? Bukhara is Uzbekistan. And this is where Imam, Imam al-Bukhari is from, rahimahullah ta'ala. And also Maru. And Maru is what? Turkmenistan, right? It's Turkmenistan. And Array, he traveled to it. Which is now what? Tehran. The capital of what? Iran. Array. These scholars that you see in Abu Hatim Ar-Razi. Ar-Razi is Ray. Like in Ala Khilaf Al-Qiyas. Ar-Razi shouldn't have been. Where did the Zat come from? Sama'i. That's how the Arabs heard it. But it's from Ar-Ray. Are you with me, brothers? Abu Zur'at Ar-Razi. Abu Hatim Ar-Razi. These great A'immatul Hadith, A'immatul Sunnah that you saw, they came from where? Today where? Today where you have At-Tashayyu' and Al-Kufr. Once upon a time was what? Ardu? Ardu Sunnah wa Tawheed. And Allah changes the land, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as He wishes. Yaf'alullahu ma yasha'. Lihikamin ya'lamuha huwa. No one knows what wisdom why he did it, subhanahu why he does it. Then he traveled to Basra. And Imam Tirmidhi traveled to Basra. He went to Wasit. He went to Kufa. He went to Baghdad. And then he went to Hijaz. All of these places. All of these places that he went to, he met Aimma. From them is Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. He met Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. And he took knowledge from him. He met who? Al-Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala. And he took knowledge from him. He met Qutaybah ibn Sa'id. He met who? Qutaybah. Qutaybah ibn Sa'id. Al-Balkhi, al-Baghlani, rahimahullah. He also met Muhammad ibn Bashar. Muhammad ibn Bashar and others. He also met Imam Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari rahimahullah and he took from him. He what? He took from him. And one of the things that he took from Imam al-Bukhari was fi naqdi al-hadithi wa ta'alirihi the criticism of hadith and how to identify the hadith that has a hidden defect and that which doesn't. He took that from who? Al-Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala. He also met Abu Zur'at al-Razi. He met who? He met Abu Zur'ah. Abu Zur'at al-Razi. He took from him. The scholars that he also took from Those are the main scholars that he took from. Rahimahullah, rahmatan, wasi'a. Al-Imam al-Tirmidhi, he died on a Monday, on the 13th of the month Rajab. 
the year was 279 and he died in where he originally from Tirmidh which is also called Turmud you can say and Tirmidh both ways it's said in a Qura a small village of it which is called Bugh this is where he died Rahimahullah Rahmatan Wasi'ah now we're going to speak about the name of the book now we're going to speak about the name of Imam Tirmidhi's book Huh? Say that again. Al Imam Tirmidhi. He was born in Tirmidhi, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. I have no idea, Wallah, I never saw him. Exactly where he was born from there, I don't know. Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi's book we're going to now go into. We're now going to go into his book. There are five common names that are given to his book. How many names? We're going to go to this one. Five what? Five what? Five? Five names. The first one is al Al-Jami' Al-Kabir That's the first name that's given to his kitab The kitab Sunan Tirmidhi Five names This name Al-Jami' Al-Kabir You find that this name is used By three publication companies in, When they publish the book Are we all together? The first best publication for this book, or it's the best publication right now, and I don't believe there is any publication better, is Daru Ta'seel. Rather, Daru Ta'seel, you should buy it for all the six books of hadith. They're very good at it. Are we all together? Daru Ta'seel. And I think we spoke about this before, right? So, Daru Daru Ta'seel. Daru Ta'seel, they called it Al-Jami' Al-Kabir. That's the name they gave it. Why did they give it that name? Because the manuscripts, the makhtutat in which they, they got, that was what was written on it. Also, Al-Risala Al-Alamiyah, which is the tahqiq of Shu'ayb Ar-Na'ut, Sheikh Shu'ayb Ar-Na'ut, Rahimahullah, Rahmatan Wasi'ah, Al-Risala Al-Alamiyah, they also use this name, Al-Jami' Al-Jami' Al-Tirmidhi. This is the name that they gave it. Are we all together, brothers? This is the second publication. The third publication is Daru Siddiq. These three, Daru Al-Siddiq, they also published it as what? They also published it as Al-Jami' Al-Kabir. That's the name they gave it. That's the first name now. Are we all together, brothers? The second name is just the name Al-Jami'ah. Just Al-Jami'ah. Nothing more, nothing less. Al-Jami'ah. 
eight scholars, eight scholars, I am not saying these are the only eight, but these are the main eight scholars who gave it this name, Al-Jami'ah. The first one of them is Al-Hafiz Ibn Nuqta. Al-Hafiz Abu Bakr Ibn Nuqta, rahimahullah ta'ala. He's the first scholar. The second scholar is Al-Qadi Iyad. Al-Qadi Iyad Al-Yahsubi, rahimahullah ta'ala. He gave it, he gave it that name, Ibn Jama'ah, rahimahullah ta'ala. Al-Imam Ibn Jama'ah, he also, he gave it that name, Abu Al-Hajjaj Al-Mizziyu. Abu Al-Hajjaj Al-Mizzi. Abu Al-Hajjaj Al-Mizzi is the author of the kitab, Tahdeeb al does anyone know the Tahdeeb al-Kamal? Fi ma'rifati al-Rijal? From the author's book, originally, Abdul Ghani Abdul Wahid al-Maghdisi's kitab. So Abu al-Hajjaj al-Mizzi, he gave it that name. Abu Nasr al-Makula. Abu Nasr al-Makula. Ama Abu Nasr, Abu Nasr, Abu Nasr Ibn Makula Number 6 Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi Number 7 Al-Imam Ibn Kathir And number 8 Ibn Hajar Rahimahullah Ta'ala Ibn Ibn Hajar Rahimahullah Ta'ala Are we all together? So all these scholars, Al-Hafid ibn Nukhtar rahimahullahu ta'ala, these eight scholars, they gave it the name Jami' Al-Jami'u Al-Jami'uni, that name. Who's Al-Hafid ibn Nukhtar rahimahullahu ta'ala. That's the name he gave it, rahimahullah. Al-Qadir Iyad Al-Yahsubi, ibn Jama'at Al-Kinani rahimahullahu ta'ala, Abu Al-Hajjaj Al-Mizzi, Al-Imam Abu Nasr ibn Makula, Al-Imam Shamsuddin Al-Zahabi Rahimahullah Al-Imam Imaduddin Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah Ta'ala And Ahmed Ibn Hajar Al-Asqalani Rahimahullah Those eight scholars They gave it the name Al-Jami' That's the name That they gave it There's a second name That was Third name sorry That was given to it Which is Al-Jami' Al-Sahih The third name is Al-Jami' and then As-Sahih Giving the name The impression that it's a what? That it's a It's an authentic book That it's a That it's an authentic book وَلِذَلِكَ الْإِمَامُ الْعِرَاقِي refuted this name And he said وَمَنْ عَلَيْهَا أَطْلَقَ الصَّحِيحَ فَقَدْ أَتَى تَسَاهُ لَلْصَرِيحَةِ Tirmidhi is not Sahih To give it that name because what does it imply when you say Al-Jami' Al-Sahih that all the ahadith that are in Tirmidhi are what? Well, the Iraqi says وَمَنْ عَلَيْهَا أَطْلَقَ الصَّحِيحَ 
anyone who gives this name as sahih to any of the sahihain other than Bukhari and Muslim, فَقَدْ أَتَى He has clearly come with what? Extreme negligence. He's come with what? Extreme negligence. And before him, Iraqi uh, Ibn Salah said this, and so did Ibn Kathir in his Muqtasar Ulum al Quran. Two scholars gave it this name Al Hakim and Nisaburiyu, Abu Abdullahi, Abu Abdullahi Al Hakim and Nisaburiyu. And number two is who? Al Khatib Al Baghdadiyu. Al Baghdadiyu. Abu Abdullahi Al Hakim Al Nisaburiyu. And the second one is who? Al Khatib Al Baghdadiyu. Both of them, they gave it which name? They gave it the name Al Jami'u Al Sahih. The fourth name that was given to it is Al Sunan. The fourth name that was given to it is what? Uh, As-Sunan. And the person who gave you this name is Abu Ya'la Al-Khaliri. Abu Ya'la Al-Khaliri. He called it what? As-Sunan. He gave it the name As-Sunan. The last but not least is Jami'u. Jami'u. Al-Jami' al-Mukhtasar Al-Jami' al-Mukhtasar which is the fifth one what is it? Al-Jami' al-Mukhtasar that's the final and last name that was given to it and this one Ibn Khayr al-Ishbiri Ibn Khayr al-Ishbiri in his Fahirasat and also Abdi Fitah Abu Ghudda in the Tahqiq of Sunnah Tirmidhi, he also gave it that name, Al Jami'u, Al Jami'u, Al Mukhtasar. If you really want to know good understanding of Sunnah Tirmidhi, you really want to grasp more about the book, you want to know more about the methodology and whatnot, and the things that we're going to mention, two books I would advise you to read. The first one is the Kitab, um, which is called Al Imam al Tirmidhi, Wal Muazanatu Bayna Jami'ihi Wa Bayna Sahihain, written by Nuruddin Itr. Written by who? Nuruddin, Nuruddin al Itr. Nuruddin al Itr is copy of Tirmidhi. He gave a good outline, a good introduction. That's the one. Daru Ta'seel Remember Daru Ta'seel I wrote? Daru Ta'seel when they published Sunan Tirmidhi They took Nuruddin Itr's what? His research And they placed that as the Muqaddimah For the Sunan Tirmidhi And the kitab is called Al-Imam Tirmidhi Wal-Muazanatu Bayna Jami'ihi Wa Bayna Sahihain That's the first book I would advise you to read The second one is the Khatm the Khatm of Muhammad Abdul Hay Al Katani. Who? Muhammad Abdul Hay Al Katani. He also, what he did was he did a Khatm of 
Tirmidhi. Khatim means, by the way, is that when a scholar of hadith teaches the book, what does he do? He's teaching the book. And as they're teaching, of course, they're going to come across things. The sheikh and the students, they note it down. Are we all together, brothers? Little things that they keep seeing. The, the repetition of a particular narrator and how many times he comes. They note that down because they're studying the book. And at the ending, a good introduction will be brought about the book. Are we all together, brothers? And my teacher, uh, he also has a khatam on Sunan Tirmidhi. He has a what? He has a khatam of, of Sunan Tirmidhi. If anybody wants, we can email it to him. Then, then they can read it, inshallah. It's a very good summary of Sunan Tirmidhi. So we've spoken about the name of the the name of the book. Now we want to speak about the third is the rutbah. Where does Sunan Tirmidhi fall in accordance to the six books of hadith? Where does it fall? What level does it hold? What position has it been given? So we're going to speak about the makana, the position. This book Jami'ul Tirmidhi if you want to call it or Sunan Tirmidhi if you want to call it it's been accepted to be from the six books of hadith are we all together brothers? Uh, is, there, is everybody with me? how many books of hadith have the scholars pushed together and given them superiority over all of the other books? six of them right? and Tirmidhi is what? remember I mentioned this before. It was never six books. In the beginning, how many books was it? Five, and then it got turned into? Which one was the last one that was added? Ibn Majah, right? Ibn Majah was, it was lately added. Because we remember we said some scholars, they put Muwatta al-Imam Malik, and so did Sunan al-Darimi and others. There's different reasons. The sixth person was disputed. Like in finally, who did they push in? Sunan ibn Majah. They pushed Sunan ibn Majah. Like in Tirmidhi was always from the five, when it was the five, and it was also from the six, of course, when it got turned into six. So his book is from those books that the Ummah today they refer back to. That's for sure. Remember when we narrate a hadith, we say Bukhari, Muslim, Abi Dawood, Tirmidhi, and Ibn Majah and Nasa'i. So Tirmidhi is mentioned. Like in the question is, from within those six books, what position does it hold? Where, what level does it have? And what position can it be put in? Some scholars, they preferred Sunan Tirmidhi over even Bukhari Muslim. Some scholars did. But not authenticity. Without a shadow of a doubt, Bukhari Muslim is higher. But the reason why they chose Tirmidhi over it is because Bukhari and Muslim to take things out of it you have to be a scholar in the science of hadith you have to be a very grounded person you have to have studied the science of hadith you have to have studied mustalah al-hadith you have to like in Tirmidhi Sunan it's like spoon feeding the person are we all together brothers? so some scholars they they gave precedence to that like what al-imam Abu al-Fadl Muhammad ibn Tahir al-Maqdisi mentioned, note this down everybody, it's very beneficial for you. He said, I heard 
أبا إسماعيل عبد الله بن محمد الأنصاري أبا إسماعيل عبد الله بن محمد الأنصاري I heard him and a group of other scholars discussing about books جرى بين يديه ذكره the mentioning of Tirmidhi came up and the discussion of Tirmidhi came up and his book and Aba Ismail Abdullah ibn Muhammad al-Ansari he said kitabuhu his book عندي أنفع Tirmidhi's kitab is more beneficial من كتاب البخاري المسلم then what? the kitab Bukhari and Muslim why? لأن كتاب البخاري والمسلم because the kitab Bukhari Muslim wrote لا يقف على الفائدة no one can extract the benefit from it إلا المتبحر unless you are I, an ocean in what? العلم in knowledge you can only take something out of Sahih al-Bukhari al-Muslim unless you are grounded in hadith وكتابه and the book written by Abu Isa يصل إلى فائدته the person can reach its benefit كل أحد من الناس anybody anybody can benefit from Tirmidhi's kitab so in that angle Tirmidhi is very beneficial book very what? very beneficial look what Imam al-Zahabi said about his kitab Sunan Tirmidhi he said في الجامع in his جامع أي جامع Tirmidhi علم نافع beneficial knowledge وفوائد and there are benefits which are عزيزة there are benefits which are أما there are benefits which are وفوائد غزيرة there are a lot of benefits ورؤوس المسائل ولذلك الترمذي if you read his book a lot of the times what does he do he mentions the, the statements of the scholars of fiqh They'll say to Ahmed, believe this. Al-Imam, sorry, Al-Imam Malik, believe this. Shafi'i, believe this. Sufyan al-Thawri, believe this. Ishaq ibn Rahuya, believe this. Like, beginning of the chapter, he gives you the fiqh that you want to know. So there are many benefits in him. Also in him is a lot of terminologies that he uses to explain things in more details. He will say this hadith is sahih. This hadith is hasan. This hadith is ba'if. This hadith is gharib. He'll tell you that. That which you will not benefit from the others. Also in his book you find jarh wa ta'deel. He criticizes the narrators in his book. And he'll praise a person in the book. You don't find that commonly in the other books. And at the ending of his sunan, are you with me brothers? There is a chapter called Kitab al-Ilal. The defects and the hidden problems in narrations. So his kitab is, is beneficial in that regard. Lakin Tirmidhi it falls in terms of authenticity. Which one did we say is the most authentic? From the sixth? Bukhari. Next? Huh? Al Imam Muslim. Next? Who do we say he said? Al-Imam al-Nasai we said. We said Nasai is the, is the third in terms of who did we give fourth? 
Abu Dawood we gave fourth. And the fifth we give who? Tirmidhi. He's above who? Ibn Majah, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. Now we're going to speak about the methodology of the methodology of the author Rahimahullahu Ta'ala in his book. Write this down, it's beneficial inshallah ta'ala for you. And Imam Ahmad Shakir rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, Sunan al-Tirmidhi is better than the sixth in three things. Sunan al-Tirmidhi is better than the other five in how many things? In three things. Number one, and then Imam al-Tirmidhi, Imam al-Tirmidhi, Rahimahullah yakhtasiru He summarizes Turuqul hadith What does he do for you? He summarizes the chain of narrations Ikhtisaran latifan A very good summary Ahmad Shakir rahimahullah He said to you Tirmidhi he's good at summarizing for you Like not going off topic Summarizing the chain of narration For you Number two Annahu for example, if there's too much turuq for the hadith, he will just summarize it into one or two. Yes, he won't go too, he won't get you all of the chains on this issue. He will pick that which is and he'll stick to those main ones, this. Like Ali huh? He wouldn't remove it. Remember each hadith has probably four, five, six turuq that has come with it. What Al Imam Tirmidhi would do for you is he will summarize and he will stick to those in chains which are the ones you need. And the other ones, he wouldn't go into them. He wouldn't mention them. Are we all together, brothers? Number two. And now fil aami majority of the times. And Imam Tirmidhi, fil aami al-ghalibi, the overwhelming majority of the times. He mentions for you اختلاف الصحابة, The difference of the companions in issues He will mention to you if there is difference of opinion on this hadith He will say to you Abu Huraira believed this Abdullah ibn Mas'ud believed this He will mention to you the fuqaha and the a'imma Like Shafi'i and Ahmad and Malik if they differed He will mention for you Number three الحديث, he gives a lot of importance to mentioning the grading of the hadith. Tirmidhi will, will give you importance to tell you the level of this hadith. Is it sahih? Is it da'if? He, he doesn't leave you in the dark. He grades it for you. Should you accept this hadith? Should you not accept this hadith? And he wouldn't just stop there as well. Sometimes he will go in further by telling you because there's a narrator in this hadith. 
so and so, he's weak because of him the hadith became. So these three truly make his kitab, um, and this can be called his methodology. This is his what? His methodology in how he, rahimahullah, was. These scholars like Tirmidhi and others, their methodology is realized and it's known by following up. Tirmidhi never ever mentioned his methodology. Did he? He didn't. But the scholars read his book and they realized that this is the methodology. Number five. Number five. We're going to go into his conditions. We're going to go into what? Shartuhu. His conditions. So let, let me read the kalam of you on you Al Hafid ibn Tahir al Maqdisi. The condition the conditions of what? Are we all together, brothers? Tirmidhi's kitab is broken into five. The levels of hadith. So he didn't condition authenticity and he didn't condition weakness and he didn't condition hasan. He broke his had book into how many parts? Into five. The first one is so four parts. Sorry, four parts. Number one. The first one is hadith which is sahih is four parts okay the first one is qismun sahihun maqtu'un bihi it's authentic and it's 100% authentic and it's huwa ma wafaqa bihi al-bukhariya wa musliman he's in line with bukhari and muslim tirmidhi is who who did he, who narrated this hadith with him bukhari and so it's authentic are we all together? The first portion of a hadith in his sunan are a hadith which he agreed with who? Bukhari and Muslim. So these hadith are 100% authentic. The second one is it's a hadith like the level of Abi Dawood, Tirmidhi, uh, Abi Dawood, and also Nasai, uh, and who? Ibn Majah. A hadith like that. It's of the condition of the other three. Are we all together, brothers? The third part is a hadith which are none, neither the two. It's not Bukhari and Muslim, nor is it the three. What is it? It is a hadith which are, they have defects, but he explained it. 
He explained it. Tirmidhi mentioned that they are weak and they have problems. And he wasn't heedless about it. And the fourth one is a hadith which whether it's sahih or da'if it doesn't matter fuqaha some scholars implemented this hadith it's ma'mulun inda ba'd al-a'imma some of the scholars implemented this hadith so he brought it in his sunan they could be sahih and they could be da'if last but not least we're going to speak about inayatul ulama the importance that the scholars gave to what the importance that the scholars gave to what? Sunan Tirmidhi. How important? The way that we're going to speak about that is the scholars that explained it. When you look at scholars who explain a book, you will know the importance that was given to what? The importance that was given to that book. Write this down. So write the shuruh, the explanations that have been placed on Sunan al-Tirmidhi. The, mo- the first book that was written in explanation of Sunan al-Tirmidhi is the Aridatul Ahwadi. Aridah. Aridah al-Ahwadi. Aridah al-Ahwadi was the first book that explained what? Sunan al-Tirmidhi and this is by who? By al-Imam Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi it's called Aridatu al-Ahwadi are we all together? Aridatul Ahwadi was the first explanation placed on what? Sunan al-Tirmidhi and it was done by the great Maliki scholar Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi who has many explanations he has the Ahkam al-Quran and he has Al-Qabas which is the Sharh al-Muatta al-Mamalik he was the first to explain Sunan al-Tirmidhi he was the first to Explanation Sunan Tirmidhi And this book of his When it first came out The first people to publish it was In India It was first published in India And then second it got published in Egypt And then it got published in Dar al-Kutub al-Ilmiyyah That's the first scholar that explained it Also the second person who explained Tirmidhi Is Al-Imam Abu Al-Qasim Al-Baghawi Rahimahullah like in his one, is still not, it's still manuscript. Abu Al-Qasim Al-Baghawi. He has Sharh Jami' Al-Tirmidhi. It's makhtout, it's still a manuscript. Like in, if you want to receive a portion of it, it's present in Jami' Islamiyah, Medina Al-Munawwara, Jami' Islamiyah in Medina. They have a portion of it. The makhtout. The next one is Al-Nafhu Shadi. The third one is Al-Naf'u Al-Naf'u Al-Shadi Fi Sharh Sunan Al-Tirmidhi 
and it's written by Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Sayyidin Nas Abu Al-Fatih Al-Ya'muri it's called Al-Naf'u Al-Shadid his one is about four volumes I have a two volume version with the Tahqiq of Ahmed Ma'abad Abdul Karim two volumes and his one is very good but he only explained just under 100 hadiths he didn't complete it Ibn Sayyid al-Nas Abu al-Fatih al-Ya'muri he didn't finish it so he died before he could finish it I have it in two volumes with the tahqiq of who? Ahmed Ma'abad Abdul Karim also when when Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Sayyid al-Nas Abu al-Fatih al-Ya'muri didn't complete it Zainuddin al-Iraqi the teacher of Ibn Hajar came and he completed it he what? he completed it he didn't finish it all but he tried to complete it rahimahullah ta'ala if you want you can find it in Jamia Islamiya I think one of the students he done a magisterial doctorat on it also one of the scholars who explained this book was in its complete essence is Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali Ibn Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali explained it and he explained it all and when the Tatar came into the Muslim country in Damascus, Sham, it was from the books they, they, they threw into the ocean. They threw it into the they threw it into the ocean. So his kitab is all lost. Whose kitab? Ibn Rajab's Sharah of Tirmidhi is all lost. The only portion that's found is the ending, which is the Sharah Ilal Tirmidhi. The, the last Ilal Tirmidhi. That last part is present. You can find it. There's two tahqiqat. One tahqiq is Nuruddin Itr and the other one is Hummam Saeed Abdurrahim Abdurrahim Saeed something like that. Are we all together brothers? Those are the two best tabaat of Ilal Tirmidhi. Also there's like a small sharah on it. It's called Qutul Mughtari. What is it called? Qutu Al-Mughtari. And it's Jalaluddin al-Suyuti. Suyuti has like a small, like... No, it's, a, it's not a sharah, it's just ta'liqat. Little points here and there. Suyuti. Those are the main ones. Those are the... There's, there's one that's in, in the uh, subcontinent. It's also the Arfu al-Shari by Anwar Shah Kashmiri huh? from Dioband. He has a sharh on it with, with who? With Sahanfuri. He has on top of the Muhammad Anwar and Shah Kashmiri's one. Lakin, from the Ahlul Hadith, Abu Ula al Mubarakafuri has the best sharh so far, the best. Huh? Are we all together, brothers? Abu Ula al Mubarakafuri has a sharh called Tuhfatul Ahwadi. Fi sharhi Sunani Tirmidhi. And his one is a compilation from, he took Ibn al-Qayyim's Tahdeeb al-Sunan, he took from uh, Ibn Hajar's Fatul al-Bari, he took a lot from Muhammad Ali Shawkani's uh, Sharah on Al-Muntaqa, Nail al-Awtar. Are we all together, brothers? All of that he brings it together. Rahimahullahu ta'ala. That one you should definitely try to, that you should try to, try to buy, inshallah ta'ala. Before I told you, if you want to have a good overview 
on knowing Sunan Tirmidhi, then definitely try to buy uh, the kitab that I mentioned before, Al Imam Tirmidhi, Bayna Jami'ihi wa Bayna Sahihain by Nuruddin Itr, Muhammad Abdul Hay al Katani. His khatm on it as well is very good, inshallah ta'ala. I think that is an overview of all of that which we needed to know today from the six points of Sunani at Tirmidhi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Maktabat al Islami al Riyadh has one. They have it. And that's the one I think you should buy and give your focus to, which is the Tuhfatul Ahwadi by who? Abu Al Ula Al Mubarakafuri rahimahullah ta'ala. Does anyone have any questions from the Sunan Tirmidhi? Nothing, nothing is good in English. Everything is good in Arabic. I, I don't know, if, is it translated in English? Any of these books I'm mentioning? You guys are losing out. Have to learn the Arabic language. Ah, brothers, have to learn the Arabic language. Because remember, remember these scholars, they are, what are they giving to us? Their understanding of the hadith, true or false? Are you with me, brothers? Are they not? These scholars are giving them, their, they are giving us their understanding. When you read the translation, you're, you're going through an additional understanding of someone. Do you get it? This scholar, when he explained the hadith, this is his understanding. He might be wrong or right. But then you've got another problem, which is the translation again, which is an additional understanding. So you're more further from the, un- the understanding of who? Are we all together, brothers? I was... One of the tafsir books that recently come out is the tafsir al-Sidi, right? So one brother gave me the two first volumes. I sat down and tried to... I read, I read the first and the second volume. I found personally 100 mistakes in the two volumes that I would never have accepted these words to be used for this goal of Saudi. And that can mislead a person in what? In the understanding of what the author is saying. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Are you with me, brothers? So it's longer to go through translation. What is it that I would advise you? Learn the Arabic language. Learn the Arabic language. Are we all together? This is the language the Prophet spoke and his companions. Have to learn them. Any other questions? Abu Isa Tirmidhi. Remember we mentioned last time, these scholars, Al-Imam Al-Tirmi and others, what, what were they? They followed whoever was in line of the Dalil. They were not upon any madhab. Okay? These scholars were not. Every madhab would claim these people. Like if you look at Tabaqat al-Shafi'iyya, you find they mention Imam Muslim as a Shafi'i. The Hanafis will say, no, he's a Hanafi. The Maliki will say, he's a Maliki. Do you get it? This will happen, very common. And their argument is that he one time followed the Imam, or there's a group of, uh, there's a group, um, there's an amount of views that he followed Imam Shafi'i. So he's a Shafi'i. No. He followed the Dalil. If the Dalil was with Shafi'i, he would take it. If it was with Imam Malik, he would take it. Are you with me, brothers? 
So these scholars, Tirmidhi, Abi Dawood, no, no, Abi Dawood, and, and Imam, Abi Dawood and, who, and Imam al-Bukhari, we said, they were mujtahid. These two were mujtahid. They will look at the delay themselves. Like in the other four, what did we say? The other four, we said they're not mujtahideen. And Imam Muslim wasn't a mujtahid. And Imam Tirmidhi was not a mujtahid. Are we all together, brothers? Al Imam Ibn Majah, they were not mujtahideen. They used to look at the views of the fuqaha and, and they would look at the evidence that they provided and then they would choose which one was right. Does that make sense? This is the difference between Bukhari and Abu Dawood. Bukhari and Abu Dawood, they look at the evidence straight away. They don't care who said what it is. They don't look at anybody. They go to the Quran and they go to the Sunnah and they extract the ruling straight away. Because they had the ability to do that. Like in Abu Dawood, uh, sorry, Tirmidhi, Nasai, Ibn Majah, and Imam Muslim, they wouldn't do that. What would they do? They would look at what Imam Malik said, what Imam Sufyan al-Thawri said, Laytham al-Sa'ad said, Shafi'i said, what was their evidences? Okay, I choose this view, based on the evidence. Does that make sense? They were muttabi'ah. Naam. Ah, of course. I didn't mention Sheikh Albani's works on Tirmidhi, sorry. But all these books that we're speaking about, Sheikh Albani has a what? Juhud Mashkura has a very good effort that he put towards these books. Like Sheikh Albani, he had weakened narrations in Tirmidhi. Of course, he weakened them. Are we all together, brothers? Sheikh Albani authenticated it and weakened some narrations. That which were in Sunani at Tirmidhi. Naam. The added, I have the number. It depends on the different publications. So this is going to be an exam, okay? Jazakallah khair for reminding me. So write this down. How many books are inside Sunan Tirmidhi? Kitab. Kutubs. 51 books. This is based on Ahmed Shakir's Taba'a. How many books are there? 51. How many babs are there? Chapters. So there's 51 books. And how many babs? Chapters. 2,231. And the hadiths are 3,956. Three thousand nine hundred and fifty-six. So the books are 51, the chapters are 2,231. Now, we'll go into the next book, inshallah.
where to learn Arabic. I think Kalima has an Arabic program, right? Huh. The Medina book one, two, and three. Look. There's one thing I want to say. I really want people, I want the students to understand this is very important. You see, this is a very common issue. You know, English, any language that you're learning, there is a productive, productive skill, skills, and there's also the the productive skills is what? To produce the language. And the receptive skills is what? Like to take in the language, right? So the productive skills would be, meaning to produce, it would have to come out from you, is speaking and writing. SW. To speak and to write. Uh, listening and reading are the receptive, meaning you're taking it in. Are we all together, brothers? So you generally tend to find, especially when it comes to the learning the Arabic language, people kind of take an approach which is the receptive skills. So receive, 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 and the student just goes. And the production is very low. Like he actually knows grammar. He's done ajrumiya mutamimatul ajrumiya qatrun nada lamiyatul af'al alfiyat ibn malik. He's done grammar. He studied books. But he can't buy a potato from a shop. That's Salah. I've seen that. I've seen that with my eyes. There are people who have that problem. They done Medina book one, two, and three. They finished that curriculum. They are grammarians. But they can't buy a coffee from a shop. They can't. They can't do nothing. They look. They're confused. The reason for this problem is because there's a weakness in the productive skills. They're not producing anything. And that's why. These four, you have to balance them when you're learning any language, whichever language you're learning. Are we all together? And, I don't know, UAE is very different. Urdu is spoken more here than Arabic. So, yeah, that, that spoke more than you'd actually speak Arabic. So, I mean, I see brothers, I ask them, where were you born? I was born here. Can you speak Arabic? No. Imagine saying that in the UK. I was born in the UK, but I can't speak English. That would be the most shocking thing. Like, you were born here, you don't speak English? No, I don't speak English. It's very strange. The reason is because these people are not exposed to what? And the way to do productive language is to just speak, get it wrong, be laughed at. Just speak, talk. The little t- you know, wallahi, just keep throwing it at the people. I promise you, you hear them, somebody will correct you. Don't say this, say this. 
Are you with me, brothers? It will become very, very sharp. Your language will become what? Very. Don't be shy. Go. Break it. Don't ever be shy to speak and say things. Let them laugh at you. You know, especially now, subhanAllah, when you travel some countries in the world, like, they tell, when you speak like that, they say, are you Hassan Basri? Are you Laysim Sa'ad? Are you Ozari? Why are you talking like this? Especially when you speak Fusha with, with Arabs. They like Kalam Darij. I'm a Kalam Ami. Sah? Don't let that go in. Speak Fusha and sharpen it. It will force them to speak because a lot of them can speak it. A good portion of them can speak it. This is the way to produce your language skills. Are we all together, brothers? Like in reading and listening, it will not help you speak. It will never help you speak. It will only just help you out. You've seen a lot of people, like we, our parents, for example, when they in the UK, they know English. They can never speak like it. Like they, they heard, they know everything. They know what this person is saying to them. But they can't converse. They cannot ask for anything. Context and overall meaning, Sahih, Sahih. It could be, it's true, Sahih. It could be. If you learn a word for word, like that same word, sometimes in another ayah, it might be another meaning. You get it? The Quran is It will use one word in different places, in different meanings. You have to know the context. Are we all together? You see, by the way, because you learned Arabic, that doesn't mean you understand the Quran. The Quran is Qadiyya Akhar. It's a whole different situation. Are we all together, brothers? Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, the Qur'an is divided into four. I mentioned this in my Surah Tafsir. Kalamun ya'arifuhu ahlul Arab. The Arabs all know it. Are we all together, brothers? And there's a portion, no one knows it except the ulama al-rasikhun, the scholars who are grounded. So within the Qur'an, there's a portion that however great your Arabic is, you're going to what? You're still going to ask, what does this mean? You're going to need somebody to do what? Tafsir for you. Are we all together? But of course, la shakka, the more you learn the Arabic language, the more you're able to understand the Quran to a great, great portion. A good portion you'll understand it. And it's sad, brothers. Wallahi, it's very, very sad. Imagine your father wrote you a letter. You know, and you haven't heard from him in a very long period of time. He wrote you a letter. And you couldn't read or write. What would you, how would you feel? Oh, your parent wrote you a letter. Wouldn't you go out your way and try to find out what this letter is? What is this, what my parents trying to say to me here? Sah? That's just some, your own parents, maybe what they will mention to you is a benefit in this world here or there. Sah? Imagine something that's connected to sa'ada to darain, the happiness and your prosperity of this world and the hereafter. You don't understand it. Isn't that bad? Don't you think bad that there's a book? This book has the prosperity, the success of this world and the hereafter for you. This Quran. And I don't understand it. You know the ayah, وَتِلْكَ الْأَمْتَالُ نَضْرِبُهَا لِلنَّاسِ Allah said, وَمَا يَعَقِلُهَا إِلَّا الْعَالِمُونَ Like we give examples in this Quran, not everybody accepts, nobody understands it except the people who have knowledge. Amr ibn Murrah ibn Abi Hatim mentions this in his tafsir. He said, 
if I come across an ayah, Allah gives an example, or Allah tells me something, and I don't understand, I cry myself. I cry, How my, my Lord is telling me something, I don't even understand it. So let this Ramadan not come, except you what? Tafsir of the Quran. You looked into the book of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Don't be a foreigner from this book, Wallahi. Don't be a, don't be distant from this book. Walidalika, we're gonna start a tafsir class every not every Fridays, twice a week, Fridays, inshallah ta'ala. The poster and the announcement will come out soon. Tafsir of the Quran Juz'amma, inshallah ta'ala. Tafsir of Friday nights. The, the, the masjid that we did the Dawra in We're going to be doing it there inshallah ta'ala And the poster and the information will come out Definitely come Because Juz Amma Is the Juz that the majority of the Salah is prayed on sah? A majority of you guys have to have memorized At least Juz Amma So it would be good before Ramadan comes You what? You've at least understood that inshallah ta'ala Now we're going to start inshallah ta'ala The fiqh Bidhanillah al-kareem